We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Peyton Chatney Show presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCready. You probably figured out by now that's Peyton Chatney, Ole Miss second baseman. It is uh, Thursday morning, about 1045. Uh, these Thursday through Saturday weekends combined with midweek games have made scheduling difficult, but uh, Peyton was uh, nice enough to give me a couple of choices. We could either do late last night, which would not have gone well as I after two nights of not sleeping last night, I crashed. And, uh, and then, um, and then this morning, even though it's a game day, we are getting this done for you guys. So we'll, we'll spend 15, 20 minutes or so, and then let Peyton get on to a, a big weekend series with Mississippi state. First, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by the rogue 4450 I 55 North in Jackson or the rogue.com. Got a great collegiate collection for the Ole Miss fan in your life. Even if the fan in your life cheers for another team, they've got some of those products as well. All the list items from Martin Dingman, Peter Millar, Jack Victor, True Grit, Halsey, Duckhead, so many other brands there at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, therogue.com. Peyton, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. All right. There's a lot to get to. Um, and a lot of it, frankly, is kind of somber. And, and I don't, I don't want to be that super somber show. So let's get into some of the stuff and then we'll have a little fun with it. Oh, first, I did send you a video yesterday. Yeah, we, we have talked about we have talked about bat flips and such, and we don't get to see the bat flips. So I, when I saw it, the first person I thought of was you. So it was a it was a I, I looked like a community college kind of game in Texas, and yeah. uh, the pitcher had given up a go ahead home run, it appeared to be a two run home run, and the the whoever the person was on base was able to go unimpeded to home plate and touch the plate. The same could not be said for the hitter. He was absolutely lying. He never even touched home, I don't think. He finally did. He finally got there. Um, but but only after he was just, just I mean it was a hell of a tackle. I mean yeah. the, the pitcher obviously had played some defense in his day because he just nailed him. I, I wanted it, it's silent, or at least on my phone, it was silent. I've looked for sound from where you right. could hear something. I said, in your opinion, did the pitcher just lose his mind, or did the did the hitter say something going around? So what something? I have what I have heard is I talked to one of my best friends goes to school up in Dallas and and kind of play around the same conference and stuff. And apparently, what had happened is it had gotten to like three zero or something like that. The, the pitcher threw a fastball right down the middle. Obviously, the kid took it and then chirped at the 
the hitter said something, you know, I don't know exactly what he said, but something along the lines of like, you're not touching this, whatever, whatever, probably called him some names. And then the kid hit a homer and pimped it. I don't know. I wish I, we had a video of what the pimp job looked like. I do, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pay money to see it. I really yeah, would. Yeah, because I feel like that would, that would help us out of like, not that that was justified what the pitcher did by any means. I don't think you could, the hitter could do anything besides <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. talk yeah. bad about my mom or something that would make me want to do that. But like, <laughs> um, I would love to see the pimp job and just see what it was like. I can't believe the kid touched him because he got rocked. He like did. I cannot believe he even uh, got back up. So that was a hell of a ta- it was a hell of a tackle, and yeah. I don't think he saw him coming. No, no shot. And I wish I wish like um, yeah, I I want to see the whole thing unfold, and I wish there was audio because I want to know exactly like I'm sure the hitter was chirping the whole time around and yeah, just just pissing off that pitcher. But yeah, he said some magic. He had to had to have said some magic words. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, obviously he said something. Those games do get chirpy. Like it's. Sometimes they get intense. Even like some of the guys on the team who played like uh, at a JUCO before this talk about how here in the SEC, it's not that we necessarily hate every single player and every single team, but like in JUCO, it is like it is a war. You go to every single game and they hate each other. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, um, yeah, you you respond. I can't remember your response, but it was it was funny. I laughed. Yeah, um, I, I, there's. I want to know what the penalty is for that. Like, I, I don't even know what. I mean, Tony Vitello got four games for bumping yeah. a, an umpire. I mean, you you get suspended for – He's got to be for at least a little while, right? At least two or three weeks, right? I mean – I don't know how it works, but – I mean – Yeah, man, that's crazy. I don't think but you I, can just go tackle base runner. Yeah. I don't know. I think – and even even the, 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 the dugout, like they jumped out, but then it was like – I think everyone was so stunned. Like Me there's too. no way – he just did that, right? Like, there's no way he actually just went over there. But yeah, it was insane. You're right. The bench is cleared, but it took a minute because everybody, yeah, like, everybody had to get over the shock and go, oh, okay, I guess we should run out here now. But everybody was, you could see everybody almost gasp, like, like oh, no my God. Yeah. yeah. The announcer, it took him 20 seconds to get his thoughts straight to, to explain <laughs> to the radio listeners what had happened. He just kept going, oh, gosh, or whatever. And it was funny. Yeah. That's awesome, though. All right. You guys um, – the first half of the SEC season did not go the way you you wanted it to go. Obviously, you're five and ten at the at the turn. Got Mississippi State starting uh, Thursday night, three game set here in Oxford. I mean, you guys know the score. You sort of know where you are. Uh, what's the the general mindset of the team going into this weekend? Um, I think for the most part, we are taking the more I don't want to say mature route about it, to where like. We're not, at least I think we're, I'm speaking for the team here. I'm not necessarily as worried about who is on the other side at this point. Like it has gotten to the point where it doesn't matter if we're playing Tennessee, if we're playing state, if we're playing whoever it is, we got LSU and, and Missouri and everything still coming up. We have to win the games regardless of whoever it is on the other side at this point. Um, for sure. It is a rival and I think it's cool. And I love rivals cause it's going to make the games even more intense and stuff. Um, but I don't think the fans are going to necessarily agree with me on this one, but I think the game is, it means the exact same as it will next weekend for us. Um, it's super cool and it's going to be packed and I can't wait, but it, at this point it's, it's do or die for us. So. Yeah. Cause from a number standpoint, right. If you, if you, if you, if you were able to take care of business against Mississippi state, well then obviously the series at Arkansas gets big. And if you're able to have some success there, the, the series against Missouri becomes the biggest series. Right. And then if you have success against them, the series against uh, at LSU becomes 
monumental. And then you come home to play A and M, and and you're you're you know every win matters, and it becomes the big series. Yeah. I completely get what you're saying, and I, 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 you're right. There will be fans who are like, no, it needs to be, there needs to be something super extra yeah. for Mississippi State, but because of the situation you're in, you 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 can't afford to do that where you load up on Mississippi State and then yeah you, you have a letdown when you go to Fayetteville and you know where you're going in there knowing that you're playing a really good team and it's hard to win up there and all that stuff and you, yeah. the one thing you have to avoid is getting swept at this point, right? You've got to go, hey, let's let's win one and then try to steal a series is exactly. probably the way you're you're probably thinking about it at that point. So I mean yeah. no doubt though. I mean I would love to beat them 21 to zero. Like obviously sure. we won't beat state but it, it doesn't even matter who we're playing at this point. All right, but it is Mississippi State, and you guys as a program, and this isn't all on – you haven't been there for all of these games, but I'm curious to get your thoughts. You're a thoughtful guy. Ole Miss has been a, a, a really strong program all these years. Mississippi State has too. Obviously, they won the national championship a year ago. But mm-hmm. you guys as a program are 3-16 and 16 in your last 19 games against Mississippi yeah. State. Is that a mental thing, or has that just been – coincidental is it matchups what it what what, how do you how do you sort of explain that I think there's really I mean two things a they have been a great program the past couple years like there's no doubt about it um and not saying that we haven't either there was some statistic I can't remember there's only four teams out there that have won a hundred and something games it was uh, us Vandy State and maybe Arkansas no Texas Tech that's who it was um where it's like, obviously, they've been a great program. We know that. They won the national championship last year. Um, they're a great team. But also to that is like they've just been playing better than us whenever we play them. I don't think necessarily all those years that we've lost to them, they have been the actual better team. Um, but for whatever reason, they have been able to to turn it up a little bit maybe whenever they're playing us. Um, I mean, it is what it is. They've been playing better – I don't know if there's really a good answer to to why it is that way. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it, it, you don't think it's in your heads that you guys are like, oh god, we don't beat these guys very much. We press. You don't think you're pressing extra against them or something? I don't think so. But my stance on it is obviously a little bit different because I didn't grow up a Mississippi State hater or anything like that. So maybe there are some guys out there um, who grew up around Oxford that just always hated State to where it might be that way. I don't think so. Like even when we played them last year, the whole mindset was obviously kind of the same as this year. Like it, this is a big weekend, but it doesn't matter who we're playing on that side of the, on the other side of the, uh, the lines. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer as to why they've been better than us against each other um, recently, but um, I think there's a good chance we get them this weekend and hopefully it'll kind of turn some things around for us. Okay, along well, those lines, you're, you're you're you've gotten good at this, Peyton. You lead right into segues. Um, you you guys had a, a disappointing game, uh, obviously against Southeast Missouri on I think it was Tuesday night, where it just did not go your way at all. You guys got popped by them. There's no way around it. And and after the game, I think Mike Bianco was pretty charged up and um, had some things to say. And then when he finished, um, people noticed that Ben Van Cleve. Uh, sort of took the proverbial yeah. mic, if you will, and talked to you guys. Um, I guess if you don't mind me asking, what did he say? What was the, the what was the topic of, of his talk? And then how much, you know, he's not an everyday guy. He's not, uh, you know, Jacob Gonzalez yeah. or Tim Elko or, or, yeah. or, or something. Um, did, did you get, uh, did, did you appreciate him taking the reins in that, in, in the way that he did on Tuesday night? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, first, we had just gotten off of getting um, chewed out, which rightfully so. It was a terrible game. We played horrible. Um, so everybody was already kind of pissed off and down and whatever. Um, but then he pulled us all up right before we break it out and go take pictures or whatever we have to do. Um, and just said, look, the first thing is, I'm going to have to paraphrase. I don't know exactly what he was saying. But first thing is, we are a good team that's not playing well. Like, it's not like we are an actual bad team and we have a bad track record and we've lost from the beginning of the year. Like, we were on this stretch of we're sucking. Like, obviously, you know, for whatever reason, we're a good team not playing well. And then he brought up there's a statistic out there. Um, he said, if we can just go nine and six in the next 15 SEC games that we have, it'll put us at 14 and 16, I believe. Is that I think that's right. That's correct. Yeah, so – and there's never been an SEC team that has made the tournament going 14 and 16. So um, that's kind of our goal. That's the bottom line of what we have to do. Like, that's the bare minimum. Um, and it kind of just put us into perspective, like, it's not over. As much as it seems like it's over and as much as it seems like we're at rock bottom right now, like, we can still do this and we can turn this thing around. Um, so it was cool to hear from him. And like you said, not necessarily an everyday guy, but – still plays a big role in our team um, just from being the, the character and the leader that he is. So um, it is really cool. And, and um, I think a lot of people would say Van Cleve has really, really um, changed his ways a little bit and, and really impacted this team in a great way. It's really cool. Along those lines. And I'm, I'm curious about this because I don't cover you guys. Uh, Chase does. So I'm not out there every day. I don't know all the guys to where I know them from any personal level. But people who do, and it's it's so funny. This is a it's it's funny how this becomes a criticism, right? Peyton is that they say it's a bunch of good guys, it's a bunch of nice guys, it's a bunch of guys that you would want your daughter to date. It's a bunch of guys that are going to be successful in life. It's a bunch of guys that are going to be successful in business or or whatever. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. But maybe there's not enough asshole in the dugout. Yeah. Maybe there's not a a couple of guys that, you know, are throwing the – I'm a Cubs fan. I can remember when the Cubs got John Lackey uh, to pitch uh, on that team. It was a team full of young guys with, you know, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and John Lester, and you had a bunch of nice guys, you know, cancer survivors and guys with good stories and stuff. And nobody ever accused John Lackey of being a super nice guy. You know, he's kind of a jerk. And and they said, we needed some jerk in, in, in there. People that didn't, didn't give a damn and it just, you know, whatever. And that, you know, the Cubs ultimately won a world series, thank God. And uh, anyway, people have said that about you guys, that maybe there's just not enough mean streak uh, in you, just a bunch of good guys. Is that a valid criticism? Or when you hear that, do you think, nah, it's not it. Um, I don't think that's necessarily another thing that Van Cleve did say is how about we all play a little bit more selfish as weird as that sounds like if we can collectively, it's going to be kind of hard to explain, but if we can collectively play selfish, it will benefit the whole team kind of along the same lines of what you're saying is like, maybe care a little bit more about your own self and how you're doing and everything like that. Um, but I don't think it's to the point where like, we have no grit or like what we don't have any dog or fight in us. Cause I uh -huh. promise you like we care more than anybody else out there cares about us winning. Like it's hard to say that 
the the fans out there that are tweeting at us they don't care or they don't see what we i don't know it's do you almost need someone to bat flip you and and taunt you do you, do you almost need someone to say something i mean i have you- said that in a couple earlier podcasts like i love it whenever we play tennessee and they're going to be chirpy and, and and yelling at us because it fires us up um and that has kind of been um our mantra lately like coach clement even said it how about we play with a little bit more edge to us you know but it's hard to do with like teetering the line of where you're going to be a douchebag and where you're going to be like you know just a competitor yeah um, and especially if it's not your natural state right yeah you know no it's true like there's definitely guys out there um like jacob gonzalez is not going to go out there and tell the pitcher to f off like it's not <laughs> how it is no, and so he'd, um, he'd be getting out of his own head if he did that. Yeah, and that that to me doesn't mean that he's any less of a competitor than than somebody else that's gonna you know. Oh, for sure. Van Cleve loves to chirp at people, and that's just the way it is. Like, um, but I do think there is a little bit more to it, and um, having a little bit more grit, having a little bit more of an edge to you, um, helps out. And we we actually, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm necessarily supposed to say this, but we kind of took that a little bit too far in um. South Carolina eventually coach B um, had to tell us to tone it down. Like it got to the point where we were doing too much, but I would almost rather that right now where coach B is going to have to tell us, Hey, don't need to shut up. Like that's, that's too far. That's too much at this point. Um, Cause it shows that you care and it shows that, you know, it means a lot. So we get fired up. Um, I like it. I don't, I don't mind it to a certain degree, as long as you're not, you know, crossing the line, which I said, it's kind of hard to do, but yeah, I don't mind it at all. I think we should have played with a little bit more grit. You addressed the, you know, you're from Texas. We talked about the Ole Miss Mississippi State thing. So I'll get, I'll, I'll kind of skip past that because I think you've addressed it. Um, you guys are young people. Um, I was listening to Sam Presti, the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he was talking about, you know, um, outside noise. And he goes, it was, you know, it's it's easy to talk about how you're not going to pay attention to what people on the outside are saying, but young people and, and hell old people. Uh, but, but young people are on their phones. I mean, I have, I have two, two kids in college that are roughly your age and they're constantly on their phones. Um, probably more than you are, but you know, you guys get on a bus and you pull your phone out. Um, you get off the plane, you pull your phone out, you get into the locker room after a game, you, you, you get on your phone, you see things, whether you want to see them or not, you see things. When you see all of the outside criticism, and I know you, you know, you and I talked about this before we got started. You signed up for this. You signed with an yeah. SEC school. You knew there was going to be a microscope on you if you played baseball at Ole Miss that would be bigger than the microscope would be on you if you played at Sam Houston, for example. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. But that, how much do you? see it how much do you hear it how much does the criticism bother you obviously you're not putting up the numbers this season that probably you would like to put up it's not from a lack of effort yeah. um does does it become something that gets in your head when you're when you're you know trying to play i think it is impossible to say that you can completely ignore it like it is impossible especially like if I get tagged in something in Twitter, I'm going to see it because I have to look at my mentions or something like that. Like it's impossible to completely um, disregard it, but we've talked about it. Like there's guys on the team that have had to just completely get rid of social media because it comes to such a problem. And, and um, especially right now, and 
not this isn't our whole fan base because there's a lot of people still backing us and still loving us but um i think with any fan base if you're losing it like this like we are um it's easy to get mad at us and it's easy to to say you know what they think they see is right and whatever um so to say it's we don't see it is impossible um you have to try your best not to. And if you are going to look at it, you have to be able to, to take it with a grain of salt. And not that every time everybody's wrong, like sometimes what they're saying is true. And, you know, yeah, I'm not hitting well, you know, like there's obvious stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's hard sometimes to not see it and to have it not affect you, but hopefully for the most part, you can take it, um, not as a good thing, but kind of fuel your fire a little bit to yeah. realize like, Hey, I know you're telling me, I think I should be benched or I think I, you know, I shouldn't ever be playing anymore, but I promise you, I got way more to prove than, than, than what I'm doing right now. And, you know, um, hopefully you can take it that way and, and more so, um, the light of fire underneath yeah, you. Know? Wood, put, add wood to the fire. Sure. Exactly. I always say that woodward. So I always like to say that. Um, but same with like coach B even talked to us about it yesterday. He said, you know, as much as it sucks, social media is around us now. There's no way you can not look at it. He's like, but if you're the guy that it's going to affect you that much, he said, I can't force you to do anything, but please just delete it. Like, don't even look at it because it can ruin you and it can it can really destroy you. Um, and I can't imagine Coach B's Twitter handle right now. I, I, I couldn't hmm. imagine it. But um, you did the segue thing again, Peyton. You're really you're really doing well. Um, <laughs> Along those lines, obviously, there's there's more chatter about Mike Bianco's job security, and and so with that, there's other coaches that are on his staff. You know these people. I mean, you know them. You know, as more than just a coach at this point. I mean, these are people that 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 you respect and love and play with and hang hang. You spend a lot of time with the people mm -hmm. inside those programs, knowing that that stuff's out there and it's real. Does that put pressure on you? Is that something you guys? ever even talk about or is it kind of unspoken that hey we're, we're we're there's there's stuff that we can't control here and we just have to do our jobs that's pretty much what you have to do like um, we don't really talk about it within the facility like i'm never going to bring that up to him or to anything like that um what sucks is is it's our performance like it's the players there's only so much that i mean coach b gets so much hate and and, and everything like that but there's only so much he can do. Like he can't go up there and bat. He can't go up there and, and pitch for us. Like if you're going to get mad at anybody, get mad at me for striking out, not for coach B for playing me. You know what I mean? Like um, I understand it's the same thing as fans getting mad at us for not playing well. They're just um, really passionate and want us to do well. Um, we don't really talk about it that much. It, it is what it is. And um, I don't know the history, but I guarantee you this isn't the first time that it's been like this, you know, um, and I, I don't think he really reasoned to it too much either, which is good for all of us. Um, and the coaching staff as a whole, I think I've talked about it before. Like they're what make, they're what makes this program great to where we're allowed to have the culture that we can have in, in the friendships and stuff. Like I'm up at the facility two hours before practice. Cause I just want to hang out with everybody. Like it's the culture and, and it's more than just this year for, for me as like, when it talked about the coaching staff. Um, they really build you up as, as a human being, not just a, a baseball player. Um, so I hope coach B doesn't read too much into it. And I don't think he does. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get it from both sides. Well, Hey, I told you this before we started, I'll say it publicly. Um, 
I, I appreciate you doing the show and I appreciate you taking these questions and, and uh, I look forward to the weekend when you've lit it up and we get to have a little fun with it because um, yeah, right. it, me too. It, I know you do. It, it, it's uh, I've told people, I, I, I don't want to come across as like being overprotective or whatnot, but it, it, you know, I, I think it's first class of you to talk about it and all that stuff here on, on a public forum. It would have been easy to be like, ah, I don't want to do it this week, but you, you made time and I appreciate it. And, I hope the people that watch this and listen to it appreciate it as well. Big series for you this weekend. I know that. Good luck. Uh, have fun and um, hope it goes well and look forward to visiting with you hopefully next week. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's Peyton Chatney, Ole Miss second baseman. Again, please don't forget the show brought to you by The Rogue, 4450, I-55 North in Jackson, therogue.com. Great collegiate collection. Uh, if you're getting your uh, summer wardrobe, you're wanting to add some things to it, they've got all the big uh, latest from the best name brands out there. If uh, you're needing a suit for a wedding season, that kind of thing, make sure that you go to the road. They're going to make sure you get fitted and you're not looking like you just bought some boxy suit off of a rack. You're going to look, uh, you're going to look good and feel good when you uh, walk out of the rogue again, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the rogue.com. So for Peyton Chatney, I'm Neil McCready. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there. And we will talk to you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.